Welcome to Rooted Light, a show that centers on the path of being human first in the divine play of life on earth. This podcast aims to explore the bridge between mysticism and what it means to be a modern day human who is devoted to full spectrum healing. I am your host, Melanie Custodio. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I am delighted to be here again today, and today we are going to talk about remembering and the path of remembering. And this this episode, I think, will go into a lot of different directions. I... The last episode was a lot about my path in the mundane world and the things that I have done and the experiences that I've had. And this episode will be a little less, I'm hoping a little bit less about me and my experience, but it will be a lot about my perspectives and the way I see things in the realm of awakening and healing. So I want to make it clear that some of the things that I may say may resonate and some of it may not. So take what resonates and leave what doesn't. And as always, to make space for paradox and contradiction because sometimes life is like that. It can't always be made sense to the linear mind. Okay. So... What do I mean by the path of remembering? To me, the path of remembering is is about remembering who you are in your soul. And remembering the immense power that you have that already lies within you. And I've seen, without getting too lost into semantics, (laughs) um, remembering is essentially what some people may consider to be spiritually awakening or to be on your own healing journey. And I'm hoping today that we can kind of unpack some of the resistance or some of the distortion that exists around certain words or certain archetypes or stereotypes or whatever around these spaces. Because it's really important to me 
to get to get a little bit more in the world of the unseen I've talked a lot so far in this podcast about maybe more um, of like emotional healing and or yeah (laughs) I'll just leave it at that but the the introduction to this podcast specifically says that this show is about the intersection between mysticism and healing. And I've found myself a little hesitant, I think, to speak on things that can't be seen. I think a part of that is out of fear of judgment and out of fear of making my truth yours. And that is not the intention at all that I have on this show. Um, Because as you will see when we talk more on this topic, your truth comes through your process, your own process of remembering. And my aim for this show is perhaps to open up some curiosity for you and to maybe look at things in a different way or maybe to even affirm things that you have already known or things that you can remember. So just to kind of go uh, take a step back again, this episode will get a little bit more (laughs) woo-woo. We'll get a little bit more esoteric, but I'm hoping we'll still stay pretty grounded and will also, I think, help clear up some noise, some noise that I have experienced as I've navigated through online and in-person spiritual and healing spaces and what has maybe, what, what has maybe worked for me, but also what sort of things I found myself doing or situations I've found myself in. (sighs) So, yeah. I, I have a lot of hesitance around creating operating definitions around certain words because they can be so subjective and because things can be heavily influenced by experiences and uh, distortion. But I'm going to go ahead and go there and we're just going to sort of look at 
topics and words and maybe unpack a little bit around what I've found that they've meant for me and maybe you feel similarly. Okay. So I've found that a lot of times people will use the terms spiritual awakening and the terms healing as being rather synonymous. And in a lot of ways, I do think that they are two sides of the same coin. And in a lot of ways, I feel as though they're almost polar, kind of like a a yin and a yang. And with that, they they are symbiotic. (laughs) What I found is that these two areas of awakening and of healing both encompass the path of remembering. So what what do I mean by awakening? (laughs) Well, I think we all have our own definitions of what that is. But it can also look like so many different things for so many different people. And I guess for me, what awakening is, is becoming, it can be gradual or it can be abrupt. And it is that innate awareness of what exists beyond the veil of what exists beyond the world that we can see with our physical eyes. And it's almost like when that internal light bulb turns on and it creates a strong inner light and faith around who we are as a spirit. And that light, can be just a spark to start and then becomes a full-fledged fire as we become deeper and deeper into our own awareness and our own expansion of our own consciousness. So... Like I said, for some, this is a gradual awakening process that can be come in stages over the course of years. And that was sort of the case for me. And in a lot of ways, that can be much more pleasant if you can imagine physically sleeping and You hear just the birds outside gradually become a little louder and a little louder. And then the sun gradually making its way, rising, becoming a little brighter and a little brighter. 
Or it could be the really uh, just sort of traumatic noise of an alarm clock at 5 a.m. And what do I mean by that? Well, the alarm clock at 5 a.m. could be a near-death experience where everything comes alive to you. You have such a, a, a very real awareness of what exists outside of the physical world. And everything is illuminated once you come back into your body. Or could be, you know, a really traumatic experience that that also occurs. The gradual awakening for me was just a little breadcrumbs of like slowly just kind of the the curtain just slowly opening and opening and opening. And what does, what could that look like? Well, for me, and I think also for other people is kind of everyone, it starts, it, it starts differently. Um, for one person, it might be, oh, this, this horoscope is actually very resonant. I think I'm going to start reading horoscopes more. And then it's, oh, wow, this, I actually really resonate with astrology. And this is, this, there's something to this. And then maybe it's, I'm starting to see this symbol like everywhere there. And I have like this very real connection to it. Or it is, wow, I tried this whole manifestation thing and it worked. And just little by little by little, You know, those are pretty simple and benign little things to start. But little by little, you start to not only see what exists, but you energetically become more and more open to receiving connection, to receiving synchronicity, to receiving just little little gifts and miracles. So that to me is kind of what awakening sort of starts off as. And by all means, like every, like I said, for that is not the case for everyone, but it, it opens up that relationship of you and existence and recognizing like, oh, there is a whole vast untapped resource and connection around me that is beyond just me in this body, in this 3D reality. So then what is healing? And that is a huge, huge question too. And by in no means do I think I'm going to be able to answer that for you. Um, but this is 
in general, how I see healing shows up. Um, so healing to me corresponds a little bit more with the yin, meaning the feminine. It is, it is the idea of taking accountability, taking ownership of yourself, of your mental, emotional, and physical health, stepping out of a victim mindset and stepping more into an empowered and sovereign way of living. To me, this is this can look like an increased awareness in mental health, an increased awareness in developing more self-care practices in developing better lifestyle choices and behaviors that align with you and your body and your mind and your spirit. It cannot be distilled to certain types of practices or certain types of modalities or certain plants, but it could definitely involve any and all of those things. And typically what happens as somebody either enters healing or enters awakening is those two things start to connect. You perhaps start, I I know I keep on using astrology, but astrology, I think, is one of the gateways that has sort of trickled its way into the big mainstream, um, which is you start to develop more awareness of your natal chart in astrology. And you're learning more and more about yourself, which then perhaps paves the way into seeing like oh these this these are my default safety mechanisms and how can i heal those and i see sort of these tools around spirit around the perhaps esoteric sort of weaving its way into okay now that i know that i'm not just um, I'm not just passive in my life. I have a, I have a lot of power to create my own reality. And I have all of these unseen resources such as perhaps maybe prayer, perhaps maybe working with spiritual tools to create the life that I want. I also, and this is sort of like the shadow work that people call it, right? I, I have to do my own work. I have my own healing that needs to be done. 
so these two things to me are are tied together as part of the path of remembering. And I will say that I have, personally have, a little bit of resistance around spiritual awakening as a word and also healing as a word. And the reason why that is, I think, right now, in this moment of time, is because of some of the distortion that exists around these worlds. And let's, let's clear up what the word distortion means. I think many of you probably already intuitively know what it means, but in this context, I like to think of the term distortion as if you, for example, if you took a sentence any sentence and you threw it in a Google translator and you translated it from English to Spanish and then you translated it from Spanish to, I don't know, to Italian and then you translated it to Mandarin and then you translated it to, I don't know, Polish and then you tried to translate that back to English you're going to find elements of that sentence to be true to the original meaning, but you're also going to find that a lot of it got lost in all of those translations. And you're in, you can also use that classic game of telephone that maybe you played in elementary school which is you start in a circle and you have a short phrase that you say, you whisper to the person next to you and that person whispers it to the next person and then so on and so forth. And then what often ends up happening is (laughs) the sentence is not what the original uh, sentence was. It got distorted. It got sort of changed. There are parts of it that may have been uh, true or the original meaning, but it, it got sort of warped. So that's, to me, what distortion, distortion means. So what type of distortion exists in these spaces? Oh, I also want to clarify that Distortion doesn't have to be stamped with something as being bad. What becomes bad is when somebody approaches a teaching or approaches a concept or a practice without using their own discernment and taking it for face value and thinking that that is the ultimate thing or that is the golden ticket or the only way. 
that's where distortion becomes a problem. But within itself is not necessarily bad. It's just how you approach things that may be distorted. And I also would like to clarify that all things have some level of distortion to them. Everything does. That's just part of living in this reality. Nothing is entirely pure and um, authentic and original to its creator. Everything, in my opinion, has some level of um, distortion because we are human and we're living in a 3D reality. We don't like live in the 12D. So, yeah. Okay, so some distortion that I see in the awakening pole. So we talked about awakening and healing as being like kind of two poles of the same or two sides of the same coin. And I'm only speaking to this because I personally have experienced it myself. (laughs) I've probably gone through all of these things. And maybe you have. And by the way, if you do find yourself in these sort of uh, places, it is a part of your journey. Like we learn through experiences and, and then seeing them and just being like, oh, like, like that was a really important phase. That was a really important lesson for me to carry on to this next stage of my remembering, of my awakening and healing journey. So all of it is valuable. But some distortion or or little pitfalls that I see people often getting stuck in, in the awakening world, is getting really lost in the world of spiritual tools. So things like tarot cards, oracle cards, other divination tools, systems such as human design and astrology and gene keys and all of those things, becoming really preoccupied with things like past lives and ancient civilizations and galactic ancestry, and a Again, there are so, so many cool little pockets once you sort of open your eyes on what exists beyond the veil where it, it's, it's fun and it's exciting and there is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing wrong with that and I actually think it's a really, really valuable experience to to kind of binge it when it feels good when it feels exciting when it feels right but just having I think it's important to just have the awareness of these are all yummy and good but what does this really mean for me what is what can I really distill from 
these things that I'm learning and what really resonates with me and my path. Because what can often happen is we may become really lost. When I say lost in the world, I don't mean like confused and not knowing where to go. I mean sucked in, like sucked in to human design or to using spiritual tools or into like ancient civilizations like Atlantis or getting caught up in the Pleiadians or whatever it is that we end up being taken away from the most, the most important and the most valuable part of awakening, which is showing up to life in the here and in the now, just as it presents itself to you. Because in my perspective, life serves up the perfect cocktail at any moment to show you where you're at and to communicate with you what needs still needs to be learned and what areas you're being guided to. And while these things are certainly, certainly beautiful experiences, beautiful concepts, beautiful areas to connect to, to tap in to that resonance of remembering who you are. It's just as important to step away and to remember who you are right now. That is just, just as important. And I also find that sometimes when we get really caught up into this stuff, into these areas, and even into the universal laws, like the law of attraction and we get really, again, just pulled away from the learning that is to be had now. But the paradox within that is oftentimes we don't realize that we're being sucked out of, sucked in and pulled away from us now unless we do that, unless if we experience that, because that was me. That was me not long ago, getting really sucked into kind of the, the, the psychic readings, the astrology, the this, the that, because it felt good and it was good. It, it was a valuable part of my journey. But now at this stage, I'm seeing how those things just helped me develop a connection that 
I can now see where I'm at now and integrate all of that and be able to show up to life in a really profound way now. I also want to speak to the healing side of things. And I, without casting labels, I'm not, I'm not trying to target anyone by any of this because, again, both of these have been me. In the healing space, sometimes I find that people start off just being really interested in psychology and really interested in mental health or self-development and like personality quizzes and and things of that nature and occasionally I, I and again this has been me anything related to perhaps talking to your guides or connecting to past lives or any of those things is like frowned upon it's like okay that's a little odd that's a little weird <laughs> I don't really go there and again those people and that was me that is a very valuable part of that journey and we do not frown upon or um, say poo poo on you to people who have different ways of of viewing the world or or things like that but one of the things that I find in this world and particularly this more, um, the healing space that hasn't really integrated the spirituality part of things is heavily intellectualizing the human experience and perhaps, I have such a hard time with this word, word and I say it all the time, pathologizing the psyche and I'm honestly seeing this a lot in um, in the online space around people with neurodivergence and ADHD and I think it's really really validating and really important for those people to have a diagnosis for what their experience is and I also personally see that there can be some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, heightened spiritual and empathic sensitivities that cannot be pathologized that are also highly entwined with neurodivergence and stuff like that. This is a little bit of a rabbit hole. I'm just using that as an example. Um, but 
it can it can become a little bit of a rabbit hole too you can the point i'm trying to make is you can get really trapped in in a diagnosis or in um in the intellectualization of the mental and emotional and even physical body without recognizing the this this spirit and the world that is unseen that is always interfacing with you whether you know it or not and then i also see people in this space that perhaps have um have recognized the importance of of spirit and and healing that comes from the earth and and whatnot and there can also be a little bit of an over-reliance on doing the shadow work or doing the plant medicine and seeking and and searching for that next missing piece that's going to help you transform something or other in the path of becoming more of yourself, in the path of remembering. So again, there isn't anything wrong with these with these spectrums or these sort of traps, you could say, (laughs) they, you only become more of yourself. You only remember more of who you are by going through life and going through experiences and learning from those experiences and feeling what is in resonance and perhaps maybe bumping yourself and getting burnt along the way to sort of be able to nudge you to where you're your where you specifically are meant to go in which leads me to another offshoot of this which is the path of remembering to me I really love the word remembering because what I remember may not be what you remember and it also speaks to the fact that remembering is innate, it's within. There are certain tools we can use to, to activate the remembering. But ultimately, the body, you yourself, has to feel safe and be open to remembering. I'm trying to figure out how I can make that less vague. (laughs) So, this 
whole spectrum, the spectrum of awakening and healing. And if we call all of it remembering, we, we know, as I said, that people are going to, everyone is going to be somewhere different on this path. And to, it can, when you enter this world, it can feel a little overwhelming. Like, I don't really know what to believe. I don't really know if I should trust that. I don't really know if I should do this or take this plant or see this psychic or do this breath work or whatever it is. And I like to highlight remembering because what I believe you're being asked to do is to pull out, to do perhaps, again, this can look like so many different things, but maybe it's to do a body scan to get back into your body and where do you feel remembering where do you feel like wow I really feel strongly a strong resonance and a strong connection to this breathwork practice or whatever it is could be anything that feels good to me that's what I want to do. Or this concept. I, I've, I've come across this concept in the past. And in the past, the way it was delivered or whatever it is, it did not resonate with me. Maybe you were not ready to remember at that time. And now you're coming across it and maybe the way it's delivered or maybe the the experiences that you've had up to this moment have put you in a position, wow, that that has instilled a sense of remembrance. I feel like a dormant piece of me yearns for that. A dormant piece of me can feel into this and can feel the truth in this. And can you see how that does may not look the same as your friend Susie or something? Like, it may not look the same as another person. And that those people are also perhaps stumbling and getting themselves up and and clearing the path of where they're going they're learning from their experiences and they're being guided in their own way to where they should be going I don't know I'm terrible with sayings but I think there's something like there's more than one what, there's more than one road that leads to Rome or something like that. That's the same concept. 
it does not look the same for everyone. And also, we do not we do not shame other people and we do not cast judgment around where other people are going. And also that there is no right path. There is no black and white or set of rules to obtain enlightenment. There, it's all encompassing and what remembering looks like for you does not look like the same for another person. I'm trying to just scan my brain for a minute and see if there was anything else pertinent that I wanted to say about this. I I guess um, one last thing that comes to mind is that what this all comes back to is following your what lights you up following what feels like a yes in your body from a grounded place because many of us just like a a kid in a candy store can get very overwhelmed and very swept up in all of the things around them and feels like almost like it's a race or they have to get as much out of what's around them as they can. And what I've learned in my experience is less about trying to race to to get as much out of you like I, I'm almost thinking about the those old tv shows where you would like race around the supermarket to try to fill up your cart as much as you could um so that you could get as much of it free or something like that I don't I forgot how that show worked but there can be this energy in these spaces to just try to what other new things can I learn? What other new things can I awaken within myself? What other, what's the next practice that can lead me to uncovering this next thing? It's less about that. And it's more about stepping out tapping in and asking what do I need right now and then slowly and deliberately going exactly to where you need on the aisle and grabbing what that is knowing that you once once you got that you will know exactly what the next thing is that you need Alrighty, friends. <laughs> well, thank you again for listening. 
Um, let me know if you have resonated with any of this. And I would love to hear from you, of course. I also uh, just wanted to ask that if you have been following along and you have been enjoying this podcast to to please uh, give me a rating, a star rating, so that way we can get more people um, listening as well. And yeah, you can find me on my Instagram. I give psychic channeled readings as well as different forms of mentorship. So feel free to email me, give me a message, whatever, and we will stay connected. Until next time, bye.